Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to 2020 Podcast. I am your girl, your host, Nat, and thank you so much for tuning in to episode number four. How exciting is it to say that? Episode number four. This is a journey that I started back in June that has been on my heart and I've been so passionate about, and I've been trying my very best to provide you guys with great content, having guests hosts, just speaking from my heart, and we're here, episode number four. It is so exciting to actually say that. Um, And I just wanted, before I jump into anything, as always, I always want to shout you guys out. Thank you guys so much for being on this journey, for riding with me, for supporting me, um, you know, on our social media platform. And for those who don't know, we are on 2020 Podcast on Instagram, and that is spelled T-W-E-N-T-Y. Two zero P O D C A S T. So hit us up there, check out our reels, our posts. And again, I always want to hear from you. So if there's a topic that you would love um, for me to discuss on this platform, please, please, please feel free to share um, your thoughts, comment. Um, also, don't forget to subscribe to your girl's podcast, get those notifications to when we will be posting our next podcast or when we actually post our podcast. Actually, that's what it's for. So that's exactly, not exactly, but that's what I should be saying. So nonetheless, thank you guys all. Um, just a about a week, a week. <laughs> as you guys know, when you listen to my podcast, I get tongue tied quite often. So it's been about a week since we celebrated 100 followers on our Instagram page. And I thought that it would be an amazing idea to gift two plants to two lucky winners. Um, So that is what I did. Uh, If you guys know by watching my reels and just seeing my post, I am a huge plant enthusiast, um, aka plant mom. And plants are something that bring me so much joy. They've definitely helped me in this pandemic. Um, Shout out to my mom, Mama Bear, because she is somebody that is a huge plant enthusiast. Rest in peace. My grandmother was a plant enthusiast growing up. So I think it's in my DNA, y'all. I think it's just a part of who I am. And I've actually um, come to terms with it later in life. But um, since saying all of that, I wanted to share a part of my happiness with two lucky winners. So I had gifted two plants. So you never know what the next, you know, hundred followers might bring. Um, I do believe in celebrating every victory. You know, the path in life that we choose is not always about, you know, clout. It's not always about your followers. It's about who those you touch and impact. So if I've impacted and touched a hundred people, why not celebrate that? So I did. And in celebration, I gave away two of my plants. Um, I'm not going to lie. It was hard to part with, but I feel like that it was necessary, again, to share the joy um, that I have with you, my listeners. So saying that to say after my long rambling, um, I want to jump right into it. So in this episode, I'm definitely going to be speaking from my heart again. Um, and really and truthfully, this this episode yeah, it's something that I've definitely been not necessarily dealing with, but coming to terms with and really, you know, be at a place where I acknowledge and recognize that um, this is something that I honestly feel us as women, I'm going to be specific, Black women, go through quite a bit and it's our identity. It is our outward appearance. 
you know, it's funny. I'm gonna, I hope she doesn't mind saying this, but on this podcast, I do have a friend. Um, her name is Tammy. She's also one of my followers and, um, I do follow her page. She is a mother of two beautiful children. Um, and I do remember a post that she had put up and it was, um, her holding her absolutely adorable son. And what she said in her caption was, I am teaching him to love what they taught us to hate. And, um, I shared that, I shared that with her, you know, in conversation where that particular post really resonated with me. And I think this is, this is, um, something that we as black women particularly go through often. We go through this amongst our own communities. Unfortunately, um, we are faced with an, an everyday life where, you know, we're just not accepted for who we are, but then you know, it's also, we do these things to ourselves to be accepted by society. And that's the sad part, you know, and what I'm, you know, what I'm segueing with, and I think that I'll start with myself, some of the biggest struggles for myself, I'm going to start with this is my hair. Now, anybody that knows me, I have zero Fs to give when somebody, you know, based on anybody's opinion really and truthfully, the opinion that I value is the one I have of myself. But I did come to terms with that society had a very um, indirect or I guess a, oh my gosh, ambiguous way of messing with my way of what I saw myself or the way that I saw myself, you know, Um, you know, you've heard me talk about on other podcasts about, you know, society standards when it comes to beauty and, you know, how we compare ourselves to people that are on social media. You know, I've referenced the Kardashians. We ain't doing that on this podcast, even though I just said the Kardashians, but I'm not referencing them. What I really want to reference is, you know, the standards that we now hold ourselves to, to be accepted. And that is the sad part. So again, going back to my point, my hair, um, I grew up in a household, you know, where when I was younger and I'm sure a lot of the black girls listening right now, where you got your hair plaited on, washed and plaited on Sunday for school on Monday. And that was a weekly cycle. And, you know, shout out to our mothers out there that are holding it down for their children. And, you know, we want to teach them how to love themselves, love their hair, love who they are. But let's be honest, sometimes we weren't always the easiest to sit still and get our hair done when we were younger because we truly didn't understand. We didn't understand that concept. I don't think we understand, understood, I apologize, the process. So as parents, what happens is that, you know, your parents might have relaxed your hair just to make things a little bit easier and or your parents may have relaxed your hair at a younger age for the reason that, you know, the fear that they had for their children being teased, you know, by other kids of other races, whether they be Caucasian, had straighter hair, it was easy for them to comb, you know, you know, sometimes the fear of our parents or the fears of what they went through with their younger, you know, naturally. And again, I'm not a parent, but I, I just speak based on experience of what I see from my siblings and people that are close to me that are parents. Sometimes the fear of what we go through and what we see, we now embed that fear on our children and the future generation because we truly don't want them to go through what we went through. And for myself, I always think to myself, I would never want any of my nieces and nephews to go through the things that I went through being teased. Um, I was never bullied, but teased um, by others because of your appearance. And 
for myself growing up, again, I had my mom um, that would comb my hair. And then as I grew up, you know, I had sisters that were teenagers that were interested in boys and doing whatever they wanted. They didn't want to comb my hair after like um, my mom actually went back, back up a little bit. My mom and dad had separated. So um, after that, it was my grandmother that was raising us. And my grandmother obviously was older and she did the best that she could. God rest her soul, love her. Um, she did the best that she could. And you know how it is. They teach you to take care of yourself. You know, you're going to tell you wash your jaws and know if I cook and clean, whatever the case is. So I took it upon myself to learn how to comb my own hair because my sisters were not interested in combing my hair or dealing with me, which was fine. You know, I practiced on my um, dollies and then I was really good um, with doing my own hair, braiding my own hair. So I was able to be independent and take care of myself. However, it's, um, you know, as I played sports, I remember later on, it was just like I got into these phases where I wanted the really slick hair and the slick back, like, you know, the days where there was the Leah's, the totals, this, you know, the high bun, whatever. Um, not realizing that, funny enough, when I look back at it, when I had my natural hair and my hair was braided, you always get those really funny questions as children, like, why does your hair do that? What is that little curl at the back of your neck? You know, we got our BDBs, like they don't understand that. So it's almost like that unconscious bias that begins to live in you because these are the things that people are constantly saying to you over and over and over again, to the point where it's like, you're not, you're not thinking that it affects you, but it does affect you subconsciously to the point where it's like, you know, you start to change these things so that way you're not getting the million and one questions or you start to question yourself to be like, oh my gosh, is is this beautiful? Oh my gosh, is this normal? Maybe I should be flat ironing my hair. Maybe I should permanently relax it. So fast forwarding into high school for myself um, was definitely into trends. The 90s were definitely impactful. They loved the 90s, um, you know, and there was a lot of and those times that's where our influences came from was from you music and the influence of what we saw in music videos and trends and things like that. So you adapt those trends. You start to, you know, you think it's the cool thing to do. However, that time passed moving into adulthood when you start to move into jobs and um, the corporate setting. So um, for myself, I was always a child that worked. I worked all of my life from paper routes, fast food, Worked through high school, did everything myself, to be very honest with you. Anything that I paid for was money off of my own blood, sweat and tears. Um, I didn't have a very rich upbringing. So, you know, learning the value of having to earn that dollar was something that was embedded in me at a very young age. So I worked for everything that I had. Um, needless to say, moving into a corporate setting, when I moved into positions of leadership, starting from a supervisor, moving into management, um, I was working in call centers. And for anybody that knows in a corporate setting back in the day, I know things have definitely changed now when it comes to what is accepted and what is not, but everything was about, you know, the white collar, business casual, hair looking nice and slick, um, everything looking prim and proper. So you fall victim to this corporate or um, way of doing things. So that is what I fell victim to, where it's like, I wanted to move up in the company. I wanted them to see me um, instead of me being more interested in them, seeing me for me and the skills that I have, I was more interested in, in being the quote unquote whole package deal. So my hair had to be slick all the time, nicely combed, whatever the case is, eyebrows plucked on fleek, um, makeup done, just always looking together. And not to say that I, I didn't enjoy, again, as I said before, I do love makeup. I love 
um, aesthetics. That is, a, you know, a thing of mine. But, you know, when it comes to my hair and, and, you know, being accepted, I think my hair was my biggest challenge where, you know, it's not the fact that I couldn't deal with my natural hair. It was the fact that others wouldn't accept the fact that I had natural hair. So I continued relaxing it, continued doing all these things to feel like I fit in. Again, moving into life, I toggled back and forth. So as I mentioned before, like I taught myself at an early age to braid. And then I also taught myself at an early age how to put extensions in my hair. Loved braiding my hair. Um, funny enough, it was a side hustle for me in high school where I used to braid, do single braids um, as a side hustle, cornrow um, guys' hair um, for money. It was my hustle, loved doing it. Um, so I struggled. I struggled where it's like, okay, I started to grow up my hair and then, you know, I know for some of those that might have done the big chop or did the transition, it was like, oh my gosh, the in-between stage. Is anybody going to make fun of me? As I've said to before in previous podcasts, being, a, you know, an athlete for most of my life, um, had not having a feminine physique, quote unquote, as my, other females would, I was so afraid of like giving the appearance of quote unquote, not looking feminine. So that was also my struggle when it came to my hair. So anything that I could do to be accepted from what people visibly see of me when it came to my hair, that was the biggest challenge for me. So I went, I toggled back and forth where I started to grow up my hair. I was like, no, 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 I can't do this. Like the fear of what people would think or say when it came to what my hair looked like, I struggled with that so, so much which was, which was crazy. Cause like I said, I didn't really care about what people thought, but when it came to that particular component, as years went on, I started to care even more. Um, fast forwarding to now where it's like, I absolutely, I wish, I, I wish I had somebody that just reminded me how beautiful our hair is, you know, whether we straighten it, silk press it, keep it in an Afro, there's just something beautiful and empowering about our hair. Our hair has so much history behind it of what, you know, other strong women historically have went through um, just so that way I have the ability and the opportunity to embrace and embody who I am as Natalie, a black woman with beautiful natural hair. I wish I had really knew then what I knew now. It was more of me knowing these things, but having a true understanding of it was something that I lacked um, for all these years. So now sitting here later in life, age 41, embracing my natural hair, embracing who I am and really not giving a crap. It's funny. Um, I made a joke with, not a joke, but I was referencing to one of my employees today because I've been cornrowing my hair and I think I'm doing this on purpose, more or less a protest to myself. I can care less about what anybody else thinks or or sees where it's like I cornrowed my hair and it's the quote unquote, I think before you put on your lace front, you plait your hair in plaits. And I've been walking outside like that. And before this is something that I would never do, but I'm like, I Again, I'm learning to love what they taught us to hate. And I'm like, I'm going to corner my hair and go outside. And whoever doesn't like it or looks at me funny, that's their problem, not mine. I want to embrace my hair. My hair is in, I started to grow my hair out. It's been, oh goodness, I'm going to say six months of consistency, six, seven months of consistency and it's growing, it's healthy, it's doing its thing. So again, I'm just gonna, you know, love the process doesn't mean I may not, I'm, you know, if I want to put extensions or a protective style in it, I might, but I might or may not, that's my decision, but I'm no longer going to be victim to the fear of those who do not understand me 
understand my hair, understand my appearance. That is their problem, not mine. And even, you know, trickling into when we talk about beauty standards, just transitioning a little bit where I feel us as black women, we want to succumb to the European standards right now. I'm not here to knock. So please don't get me wrong. Um, But I think us as black women have taking on these European standards of beauty and we have adapted it in a culture where we refer to it as urban culture, but I refer to it as more fear of, you know, being who we truly are. And again, it's a fear of those not accepting us. So we have the lace fronts, we have the wigs, we have the silky hair where sweetie, that is not who we are. We were born with kinks and coils and it's beautiful you know, embrace your spongy afro (laughs) for crying out loud. I'm not saying there's not moments where you want to dress up and change it up a little bit, but yes, for sure. But one thing I will say that before you put on that wig, before you change your outward appearance, just make sure that you know in your heart of hearts that you love what you see and you truly love who you are. Because when you wake up in the morning, it doesn't matter who loves you. If you don't love yourself, ain't nobody going to love you the way that you need to be loved. If you truly do not grasp the concept of loving who you are in its entirety, from the crown of your head to the crown of your head to the soles of your feet, love yourself. When you wake up, have words of affirmation about yourself, tell yourself that you're beautiful and accept everything. Um, you know, I spoke about in a previous podcast where it's like, you know, I was an athlete for many years and as years went on because fitness consumed me in a way where, you know, I felt like I had to live up to a way of appearance of how I looked where, you know, it took away from the fun. It took away from, you know, all the years of athleticism and muscular stature that I had built just from being an athlete to, you know, consuming me to a point where I just stopped because something that was supposed to be so good for me became so bad for me where now it's like I thickened up in places and I absolutely embrace it. I don't care about the roll in my back. Um, not to say that I'm not, not to say that I'm not a fitness person. I definitely am. I'm definitely going through a different transition in my life journey where it's becoming a way of life for me, but not consuming me and allowing me to believe that without it, it I'm a nobody and I can no longer be Natalie. So I've embraced fitness in a very different way where I'm happy or I am satisfied with what I see. So um, yeah, saying that to say where it's like, I've learned to embrace these things, but all in all, going back to when we're talking about being females and just, you know, loving what we see, please, ladies, I'm just saying this to you to please love what you see. Please wake up and look in the mirror and say, I am beautiful. I am worth it. I am who I am and whoever doesn't like it, that is not my problem. Don't make other people's problems your problems, guys. That's one thing I can say to you because that is for them to walk it out with Jesus with, not you. Um, and I'm going to talk to the men as well, as well, is that, you know, even when we talk about the corporate setting and things like that, where I've had a few, um, you know, there's a few gentlemen that I've had conversations with where it comes to your full beard. You may have locks, tear or long hair and feeling that in that time. So now, as I mentioned before, times have definitely changed. Um, but before where it's like, you felt you had to cut your hair, you had to bring down your beard, you know, you couldn't be authentically who you are again and loving yourself, black man. And I just want to encourage you to love yourself in its entirety. doesn't matter what it is. If those who do not understand, choose not to understand that is their problem. You know, it's something else. And I know I'm kind of tangenting, but I'm also remembering, um, 
something I spoke with a colleague and we were just having conversations with regards to, you know, us being black in this time and age and with everything going on. And she said, you know, one of something profound that a friend had said to her is that, you know, you know, for us as black people, we have ebonics, we have slangs, there's things that we say culturally that we understand a language between one another. And everybody has that. I would assume most cultures have that. I, I might be a naive to some, but I, this is my assumption where, you know, when we speak or when we say something, it's all of a sudden that we need to change our speech or we need to change the way we say things so that way others accept us for who we are. But she's like, it should be the opposite. Everybody has a language and a way of communicating. And if you are in somebody's life or if somebody is around you and they speak a language, it's for you to understand. And I thought that was deep because a lot of the times we conform, we don't educate. So it's us now to educate. We should not have to conform because yes, we should all be able to communicate with one another. But why should I now change the way that I speak? Because you don't get it or you deem that as being unprofessional or you deem this as um, quote unquote, get it, whatever case. That's not my problem. That is your problem. And not to say that we shouldn't be professional, but there's 150 ways we could be professional or 150 ways, but there's lots of ways we can be professional and still be ourselves because those are the small things that they try to take away from us and rip away from us. And this is a part of our culture and who we are. Anyways, I digress. But as I was saying, again, to us, black men, um, black women, be who you are, be confident, just, you know, don't allow anybody to strip away who you are. Love what they taught us to hate. Man, it's just, I don't know why that resonates with me. Like I said, big up again, my girl Tammy for saying that to me. But, you know, when I think of so many other things where I just hated myself for, you know, you start to, and that's another thing that we do too, guys. We start to pick apart every little thing. So once you find one thing, you start to compare. It's like, oh my gosh, my teeth aren't as straight as, you know, so-and-so's, you know, oh my gosh, my skin not, is not as smooth as so-and-so's. And another thing too, what I'm noticing as well as our, you know, we're not embracing our complexion. Oh my gosh, I'm too dark. Oh my gosh, I'm too light. Oh my gosh, this, that, and the other. Oh my goodness, girl, boy, stop it. <laughs> Just love and embrace every aspect of who you are because you are uniquely fearfully, wonderfully made for purpose. And we should never, you to alter now and try to alter yourself to be something else. You're taking away authentically who you're supposed to be, who you're supposed to touch and how the world is supposed to see you. Like I said, prior to this point is that just because others don't accept you, it does not mean that all of a sudden you need to change yourself to now fit the standards of what others want to see you. If they don't want to see you, then they're missing out at the end of the day. They're missing something wonderful. They're missing all of you with your perfect imperfections. Let that be their problem, guys. Don't allow that to be your destiny. Don't allow that to be your story because that is not your story. That is not supposed to be the end result. Um, so that is one thing I would just definitely say as encouragement to you. I speak to myself as I speak on these podcasts. I also speak to myself um, because I'm learning. This is, this is definitely a learning for me, you know, like even for me to come on this podcast and speak about things openly, um, you know, sometimes it's scary, but it's also very liberating. Um, so one other point that I want to talk about too is, you know, in our community, because we've adapted these European standards, I'm going to talk to the brothers and I'm going to talk to the sisters. Stop 
asking us to change who we are to fit in what's cool or what the new trend is. And I'm going to start with the brothers to sisters where it's like, you know, you don't want to be with a woman because her hair is too kinky. When you're saying things to us like that, you know, those are deeper rooted problems in my opinion, because you were saying that you love yourself and you love your people, but you're telling me you don't want to walk road with your girl because she's got an Afro. You don't want to walk road with your, your girl because she's not wearing a lace front. She doesn't have on long lashes. She doesn't have nails or whatever, like Cardi B or whoever the case may be. Her shape may not be the way that you may see on the TV screen or in the magazines. So what are you doing to your sisters out here? What are you doing to your, you know, again, what are you doing to the black woman within your community? You're, you're teaching us, you're telling us in order for you to accept us and to love us, we need to change and conform to how others that are Caucasian or European look in order for you to now accept us, right? And on the flip side, I'm going to go there. However, if we now go with, um, you know, or we now marry or choose to be with others that have different cultures, you have a problem with that and call us a sellout and, and tell us that we're this, that, and the other, or we're angry. But at the same time, it's like, we love you, black man. But sometimes you're not showing to love to us as black women. So we need to stop that. We need to stop making, you know, black men stop making sisters feel as if in order for you to love us or accept us, we need to again change our appearance. And black women, stop putting these unrealistic, you know, idealistic or whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, oh my gosh, I can't, I don't even have the words right now. Standards, that's what I'm trying to say. Geesh, standards on men as well. They got to be well-groomed. My man can't have an Afro. He looks ghetto or like he just came out of jail because he has cornrows. Like stop this mess because guess what? When other cultures are braiding their hair and cornrowing it, you guys think, oh my gosh, he's so cute because he's white and got cornrows. But when your brother's doing it, all of a sudden he looks like he just came out of prison. Stop that mess. Stop that mess. Or he's got too much tattoos for me. He must be a drug dealer. Stop that mess. Stop that mess. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how many tattoos we have. Um, it doesn't matter how many, you know, doesn't matter how big my brother's Afro is. It doesn't matter if he cornrows his hair. He's still a black man, beautiful, sexy as hell in all of his glory. And we need to embrace that. Stop trying to live up to society standards of what they say that we should be and who they say we should be with. That is not how it's supposed to be. Love should be organic organic, and be the way that it is. So when you naturally gravitate and love someone and fall for someone, let those things be organic. Not Don't let them be off this checklist because I've said that before in my previous podcast where sometimes we get fixated in the fantasies of what we see or what others teach us that we should be attracted to. And we make these lists and everything we got to check off. He's got to be this, this, that, and the other. No, 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 no. That is putting unrealistic um, standards on someone. And then you're missing out on your blessing because this could have been your blessing. This could have been your man. This could have been the person you're supposed to be with. But because, you know, visually he may not be what he's supposed to be or what you want him to be based on um, unrealistic standards that they have subconsciously taught us to embrace. You know, we are also bringing down the black man. We're also making him feel as if he's lesser than, or if, you know, the other, the other flip side is like, oh, if he doesn't work a certain type of job, 
you know, if a man is a laborer, I don't want him. But if he's in a corporate setting, dressed in suit and tie, then he is the one. Absolutely not, baby girl. Because guess what? That same man that's making six figures in the corporate office could make six figures in the field. It doesn't really matter. And that's the thing. So you could be missing out on your blessing because you are now just picking apart people based on what you feel, you know, or not even feel. But again, I know I keep saying and I'm sounding like, you know, a broken record, but what society has now taught us to love and to embrace. So, oh man, love one another, love on one another, embrace our culture, embrace who we are. Don't be ashamed. Be unapologetic for goodness sakes. Yes, I am not sorry for who I am. I'm not sorry for who I've become. I'm not sorry for what I've learned. And again, I don't care who likes it or who doesn't like it. This journey that I've been on about self-love, self-care, self-acceptance has been absolutely beautiful. Nothing short of amazing. I encourage you out there if you are listening. And I hope what I'm saying makes sense because sometimes when I'm speaking from my heart, I, I truly you know, I just go off of what I'm feeling to share with you guys. But if anybody out there, not anybody out there, what am I talking about? To those out there that are listening, um, I beg you, love yourself. Take the time that you need to truly embrace who you are. You are created for purpose. You are not here by mistake. Um, you are a black woman, black man. And just love yourself, love one another, support one another. We are, we have a big community. You know, when we see, when I see it, one of the things I actually do too, just as a side note, when I see another sister, I don't have a problem telling her that she's beautiful. You know, we need to kind of get away out of these selfish ways where we can't compliment each other. If I see a black man, I'm not hitting on you, but I'm going to tell you that you are sexy as hell <laughs> and that you are beautiful too. And again, just appreciating us as a culture, appreciating us as a people. There's absolutely nothing wrong with us doing that. We definitely need to do more of that. So I encourage you guys to love one another, um, you know, compliment one another, big up one another. Nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. So yeah, that is all I got. Um, yeah, man, that's all I got. <laughs> Saying yeah, man, that's all I got. That's all I got for you guys today. But um, thank you so much, as always, for tuning in, listening in, supporting, um, just being all together wonderful. I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in to episode number four of 2020 podcast. I'm your girl, Natalie. And until episode number five, have a beautiful and wonderful day. Thank you all for listening. Peace. <laughs>